0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the ISV Society Podcast. I am your host, Amy Keenan, and I am so excited to be here and chat with you. So first off, you may be asking, what is the ISV Society? Well, it's a membership just for ISVs, where we collaborate, educate, and generate leads in an affordable way. From webinars to blogs, as well as monthly mastermind meetings, these are just some of the ways we're working together. This podcast is also another way to bring the content to you. There'll be marketing tips and tricks, ISV guests, as well as fellow marketing professionals. Just think of it as your one-stop shop, all things channel marketing. It's all about the power of collaboration. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the ISV Society podcast. I am your host, Amy Keenan. And this week, I have an amazing guest and friend and colleague that I would love and excited to chat with. It is Sam from Flowcast. She is the marketing programs manager. Welcome, Sam. And I have to just say, who doesn't know Sam Bush? Oh, my God. Video. Me
1: too. It is become one of my kind of goofy things I share with everybody, but I love it. Yeah. So if, before we get
0: started, I just want to briefly let everyone know what we're talking about today. So basically studies have shown that millennials are now the largest B2B tech buyer group, making 59% of B2B buyers with over 30% leading the charge and making those purchase decisions. So today... We're going to be talking about that. And is your marketing meeting millennials where they are with their content that they enjoy consuming? So I'm very excited to chat with you about that, Sam, because I need help with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's something that honestly, I hadn't really thought too much about. And I was doing kind of some research for my direction session last month that was around customer proof. And I found these really interesting stats about how... Customers are, I'm sorry, how millennials don't trust conventional advertising. Um, so it got me kind of thinking like how B2B brands could do a better job of of figuring out how to market to a millennial. Um, so then I got really like nerded out on this research, found all these studies from like Trust Radius and HubSpot did a really good one all about how many people in the buying committee now are millennials. Um, and then I thought about myself, I I am an elder millennial. Um, and in my previous role, I was involved in almost every marketing tech stack decision. Um, signed all the sheets, picked all of those platforms. And I'm like, well, I guess this does make sense if I even look at it in my own life, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um then I started thinking about all the brands that I'm like as a marketing tech buyer, what drew me to those brands? Um, So then I just kind of was thinking, how can I help other B2B businesses figure out that kind of visual, inbound, mobile-first mindset that millennials are looking for?
0: Yeah. And I feel like we can struggle. I I know I struggle with it a little bit because I feel like I've been in this space for so long, right? You just forget, hey, so people have been in this space as long as I have. You know, you kind of get in that mindset that, yeah, everybody's around the same age. We're all, you know. In the same, we've all grown up together in this space. But yeah, you're right. There's so many new, which we need. We Mm -hmm. need so many new people coming into the space to, and to, and now we need to think about, okay, well now we need to think about our marketing in that regards then too. So I'm excited to talk to you about that today.
1: Yeah, it should be a fun one. I've got some good ideas. I aim to please.
0: And Siri's chiming in with us. So... (laughs) So let's talk about how millennials search for new B2B tech.
1: Yeah. So this is something that, again, I thought of practically about myself, but then Mm -hmm. did some research. So first things first, they're always going to be mobile first in their mindset. They want like a very visual mobile experience when they're looking for B2B tech. They're probably on their phone walking their dog um, in the middle of the afternoon trying to figure out, you know, is this something I should put into our plan for, you know, if we're buying a call recording software or something. Um, So that's one thing. Another thing is the storytelling side. I know storytelling is always this huge topic for marketers. Mm -hmm. Everyone's talking about how to tell a good story. But for millennials, I think something that is a little bit missed in the B2B kind of tech space, especially in the Microsoft and ISV uh, kind of communities and, and really Acumatica, NetSuite, all those good guys, Is um, leaning into not just like the thought leader in your business who can talk about it and who can, you know, be that brand kind of voice, but using influencers in the community, using other companies to talk about your company. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that that we as marketers in B2B tech could do a lot better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like we kind of missed the mark because we're telling the story, like even for Flowcast, we've got um, a guy by the name of Stefan, who is our accounting evangelist. Um, he's used our product for, I think, 10 plus years uh, through a variety of things in his career. And he has become really somebody that we kind of put on a ledge and let him kind of spew out our our messaging, right? It's yep. somebody that our customers can identify with because he used to be in their same shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's something that we've done to really make sure that story is being told, not just by, you know, Sam in marketing, writing the data sheet or what have you. Instead, we have a person who actually used Flowcast, now working for Flowcast to kind of spread the good news as it were. Um, So that's just one kind of way you can do it. Um, That's nice to have. (laughs) I know. I know it's honestly been a really cool and important thing, but I think if you don't have that like dedicated resource, finding somebody who is like a peer in a different, either a reseller or ISV Mm -hmm. kind of friend that can kind of come alongside of you and, and help kind of pitch a similar story together with, with the both of you just kind of looks a little better from a millennial view. So they're not just seeing the same guy on all of their webinars, talking about the same thing and very product focused, like giving it more of a conversation like we're having now, I think is is really critical for reaching that millennial audience via storytelling and
0: wouldn't it be cool if that person that partner that the ISV that they're working with is a millennial too on top of it so then you get both
1: exactly exactly and then i mean to speak to that too like you've got all this experience in the in these channels and been around and you said you've you know, come along and, and grown up with some of the other people in the channel. And that's ultimately what people in my age kind of group want to do as well. Uh, so we're looking to kind of build our own kind of community together at this stage and, and making sure we're kind of all working together to get in front of, you know, those buyers. So,
0: Yeah. That's good. All right. Next topic, how to leverage content and social sharing to get in front of a millennial audience. Yes.
1: yes. Love this one. Yeah. Okay. So I have a couple of things that I think are, um, maybe not necessarily something everyone is thinking about in, um, staying top of mind for millennials for kind of that brand experience online. Two of them are, uh, well, one of them is content syndication, Um, Content syndication, just for people who maybe don't know, is basically you say, hey, random publication, can you talk about us to your network and to your readership or audience? Um, Again, it establishes your brand with somebody else who has that authority, that clout, that um, kind of place where they're already maybe going to find news or, or resources, having your brand kind of interjected into that just shows that those people have assumed your authority Mm -hmm. as well. Um, So that's one thing I think in terms of kind of getting that um, kind of in front of a millennial is, is another way to try to get your brand out there. Um, another one, I always, always, always talk about customer proof and reviews. Yes. Um, I It's the most critical thing for a millennial. Um, a stat that I read was 84% of millennials don't trust conventional advertising. They don't trust the Google ad that comes mm-hmm. up as soon as you search for something. They're probably not going to click on it. You're probably spending a lot of money and putting those out there. And a millennial is more likely to click on the link right below the ads than they are to click those ads. Um, and again, it's just out of trust. We kind of know that advertising is a pay-to-play game. We yep. grew up being advertised to constantly on the internet. We're we're the first people who who experienced that firsthand, right? Uh, so it's really important to think outside of the box when we're doing that kind of advertising standpoint. So using customer views, using um customer proof. So those one-liners from a peer-like company really goes super far for a millennial to see a case study, a video, anything that can show another business talking about you. They don't want to hear you talk about you. They want to hear somebody else talk about you. It's kind of that he said, she said sort of right. mentality, that peer loop. So. I feel like anybody would rather hear from somebody else than oh, from yeah. you. <laughs> Oh, definitely. I think more and more it's becoming yeah. like your website should basically just be a whole bunch of quotes and videos from other people. Right. <laughs> exactly. Opinion, right. And I think like the ones that are doing really well on inbound marketing have that as kind of their their main showcase on their website. So
0: all right. And can you believe it? We're already
1: at our last topic. Oh my gosh. How does this happen? I don't know. <laughs>
0: So could you share, or how can we learn how to turn millennials into advocates over the lifespan of the buyer's journey? This is an interesting one. I'm excited to hear your answer. Yeah.
1: Okay. So this is something I've been thinking a ton about because your your millennial buyer is mobile first. They are inbound first. They are looking to do all their own research. They want to completely have a seller-free experience until the minute they decide to narrow it down to their top two, right? Um, So making sure when you're having that experience with them, it's not disruptive. It's not aggressive. So that web experience, if you have like a chat bot on there, make sure that chat bot is very much not like constantly popping up when they don't answer something. Uh, That can be critical. Um, Something to think about too in that kind of beginning of buying cycle for them is place those CTAs in places you know they're stopping to read instead of just like the one in the top and the one in the bottom. Give them an opportunity to express interest multiple times on those those landing pages on your site. We're, as millennials, we're skim reading stuff really quick and we are trying to get as much info as we can as fast as we can, sometimes doing two things at once mm-hmm. in the same thing. Um, so a couple of times Sometimes I there. think I'm a millennial. <laughs> I think a lot of people in, but you're right. Chat
0: I, they get annoyed because if they keep constantly popping up, like, I'm just like getting annoyed at this point. Right. Exactly. And
1: like to annoy a millennial is a scary thing because we don't give second chances. (laughs) We're like, (laughs) Oh, this website's annoying. There's 50 other people who sell closed management software. Like we do. Let's just go look at those instead. So making sure in that experience, you're starting out and really, really focusing on how they can inbound through your funnel. So that's step one. Step two, that seller experience. So again, I'm going to to Flowcast horn again, because I feel like we've cracked the code um, on a couple of different things in our seller experience. So we as Flowcast have, I think now our stats, like 70% of our frontline employees are former accountants and we sell to accountants. So we have an advantage there that I think is a great thing to think about as you're building a new brand or building a B2B tech company. Um, We have the advantage that our sellers get on calls with people that are their former peers, essentially. And they can say, as an auditor, I did this just like you do. And here's how you do it in Flowcast. Mm -hmm. So a very smooth experience because we're putting ourselves in their shoes naturally it's not this forced conversation of like, well, if I'd ever done this, this is what I would do. Instead, right. it's when I did do this, which I think is a huge that's, value add to that millennial buyer. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to that customer proof. Our our sellers are proving our value props just from that experience. Yeah, definitely. So that's, and you have that customer
0: proof cool. then through the whole cycle if you're
1: doing exactly. it that way, right? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And a lot of our employees are former Flowcast users who just love the tool and were like, please let us work there. So again, that's an advantage, but something I think to consider as you onboard new sales reps to your teams, um, what those sales reps can look like. Sometimes they don't have to be the 15 years, 30 years experience enterprise sales guy, right? Um, So that's step two. Step three really is during that, like, close the deal, close the loop, putting it in their hands from an automation standpoint and setting it and leaving it, right? Send them the contract, let them take their time on things and, and don't bug them, which I feel like is the scariest thing to say to a lot of salespeople. Um, but as millennial, I wanna do stuff in my own time, just like all of my, my peers in my age bracket do. We wanna give kind of that time for ourselves that um, really just lets us decide that next step in path, so that's that. And then, in terms of that, like, kind of making them advocates long term, uh, something that I think is really important for this is the way that you transition from sign sealed new deal into um, into kind of from sign sealed new deal into kind of that um, onboarding phase. When when you actually go to do that, what does that experience look like, and what does that handoff look like? So one thing that I think is really important in that handoff experience is that it is really like warm transferred. I think all salespeople would agree. You want a warm transfer to go into Mm -hmm. kind of your next step. Um, And then when you're onboarding, having experts who map out your timeline, critical, somebody who's really type A on, here's what you need to do next. Here's what I'm going to do next. Here's like the marching orders, but it's it's not just in phase one, we're going to update your table load or whatever. Like it needs to be, Sam sends this file by this day. Amy does this by this day, like very much line it out for us. So we don't have to think, like we wanna just glance at something, know what we're supposed to do, get in and get out, right? Um, so I think that's really critical. And then that advocate long-term, this is something that I feel like might be a little controversial to say, but something that really works with millennials is incentives. So as they are going through kind of that onboarding process, moving through the next phase, all of that stuff, um, trophies for participation mindset comes in handy here. Uh, we all as millennials grew mm-hmm. up going to, um, You know, playing t ball or whatever and getting a big award at the end, even if you couldn't even hit the ball off the tee, right? We grew up always getting something for our actions. And again, it's not a requirement. And it's something I think that people in older generations sometimes uh, kind of make fun of millennials for. But I think you can use it to your advantage in the long term life cycle with a customer that's a millennial, Um, giving them incentives for leaving reviews, giving them incentives for finishing their onboarding within a certain timeline or sending them swag when they do some big kind of um, action with you or for their themselves and their business, I think can be really impactful for a millennial.
0: I agree. Yeah. And I think it's just nice anyway, in general, Hey, this Ooh, person yeah, provided like you a case like study. That. You want to send something, right? Cause that's exactly. a lot of work. And exactly. It benefits yeah. both of you in the scheme yeah. of things.
1: So when you're looking for an advocate, you sometimes got to like give them something to do it right? Yeah. Uh, Which I think we all kind of know, but I think in the millennial timeline and in like the millennial mindset, it's even more important to us.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you, Sam. This has been amazing. And I'm so excited we get to chat about this today. Before we end and wrap up, would you just tell a little bit about you and Flowcast and what you do there?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I am Sam Bush. Um, (laughs) I, (laughs) I have a video all about it. Um, but so I've been in B2B marketing, um, in the tech space for about 10 years, um, going on 15 almost, but, um, really focused on buyer's journey, focused on content strategy, sales enablement. I'm kind of a Jack of all trades when it, or a Jill of all trades, if you will, um, when it comes to marketing, I really enjoy, um, kind of multifaceted sides of it. Um, I have been at Flowcast almost two years. It'll be two years in September, which I find insanely wild. Yes. Um, is that Went crazy? By fast? <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so Flowcast, we are a um, buy accountant for accountant business. We sell um, close management software and we are soon to launch a couple of really cool items as well. So be on the lookout for uh, my updates on LinkedIn in the coming weeks uh, to kind of expand on our platform. So um, we have been around for about ten years, uh, ten years in about two weeks, actually. and um really have grown astronomically um in that ten years. I was gonna and we say, are, I
0: didn't, only ten years. Wow. Only ten
1: years. <laughs> and crazy. we are about to hit. I think we just crossed like two thousand two hundred customers across all kinds of different ERPs and verticals. Um and and continuing to scale up. I think last year we were 40% year over year growth, which um is insane when you're a, mm-hmm. a marketer. You get to really <laughs> learn and do a lot of things, which is where that jill of all trades comes in handy. So love flowcast, love what we do. Um our customers are the happiest customers I've ever met. Um, and that is saying a lot when it comes to Definitely. technology and in mm-hmm. So
0: well, you guys doing a great job. I have to say you yeah. definitely know what you're doing. That's for sure. <laughs> we try we try. We,
1: we try, to do, you know, that, that basic general marketing stuff, but we also, um, I think do a really cool job of kind of pushing the envelope and, and trying out some new and interesting ways to go to market. So definitely, they definitely do. Yeah. Well, we thank you. Show yes they have a tv show so we'll put that link in the show notes <laughs> yes for sure it's amazing it's so funny we just did season two so oh yeah we're gonna
0: watch i gotta watch it i gotta get up to speed <laughs> it's,
1: so funny. it's hilarious i mean people from the office are in it you've gotta love that yes so.
0: you definitely do well yeah. thank you so much sam for chatting with me this oh, week sure. i truly do appreciate it
1: i had so much fun thanks for having yes. me
0: You're welcome. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. Again, all the information will be in the show notes. And please like, subscribe, download, share so that we can get this podcast in more people's inboxes. So thank you. Thank you. You've just listened to another episode of the ISV Society podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to subscribe and or share with your team. I would love to also hear your feedback and share any tips tricks or topics that you'd like to hear in my upcoming episodes. Have a great week.